Another thing that we wanted to hit on too, man, was, you know, Honor Guard is something you're very, very passionate about. Everyone in the Honor Guard community knows who you are. You have paved the path for all other Honor Guardsmen in a way, and you continue to help them to this day, probably forever. As long as you can get your, as long as you can get your hands on a manual, you will be helping forever. As long as they let me, I will do what I can. But my question to you is how have, you know, the tragedy of losing your brother, how has that played into your role as an honor guardsman? So a lot of people might look at it and not realize that there could be a a strong connection, or they might look at it and think that it should have pushed me the opposite direction. Um, Right. In honor guard, we deal a lot with death. Um, For those of you who don't know military funerals, and that's our primary mission at Whiteman. We do between 1100 and 1200 a year just funerals about a quarter of them are uh, retirees who spent 20 years or more uh, serving uh, the United States Air Force at the front of everyone's thoughts when they hear my story is how are you dealing with grieving families next of kin why are you doing this job of all the jobs that I could be doing why this one and honor guard not only helped me sort of get a little bit more closure by being close to death, but it also is a unique passion of mine to help those families not grieve, right? Cause I'm not, I'm not a counselor. I'm not there with them through the process, but the military honors portion, I want to give them the absolute best experience and presentation that they could possibly have uh, not just because it's my job and not just because, you know, it's the air force and we're supposed to be professional, but because it's what I would have wanted uh, if my brother had actually served and he was a ROTC cadet. He, you know, went through all that and his death didn't like his funeral was very chaotic. If that makes sense. There was a lot of people said a lot of things. My mom lost her mind in the middle of a speech Um, it was, it was rough and the most I can do to bring structure to that type of environment. Like you you think about it, you're, you're drowning right in this wild whirlwind we call life. And for the last 36 years or more, you've been married to this one person and they are gone. And now you're drowning by yourself with maybe a bunch of kids and grandkids trying to tell you how to stay afloat, but they haven't been in that whirlwind as long as you have. You reach out and you try to grab onto anything solid that you can. And you know what? He served in Vietnam. He served in world war two. He served at wherever Kosovo, Bosnia, whatever he served and they latch on to that structure and what they remember and how important it was to their life. And we provide that structure. We provide that scaffolding upon which they might move on to the next phase of their life. So for me, I see stories of other honor guards or I see videos of other honor guards where they're wearing their uniform incorrectly. They're making up movements. They're doing things sloppy. I want to avoid being that honor guard. I want to make sure that my airmen know why we do the things we do and how to do them properly. 
because I want to give them that most stable scaffolding that they can, the family that they can have in order to move on. And you ask any, anyone who more than, you know, a year ago had a military funeral for a loved one, and they're not going to remember the things that were said. They're not going to remember the speech or the song or the slideshow, but they all remember the honor guard. Mm 